we see throughout the scriptures, and in particular ways, John's gospel, Jesus' desperate attempt to help us grasp the inconceivability of God. God is beyond our comprehension, the one that created all things, and through him nothing was made that was made. It's, it's beyond our imagination. But in the incarnation, Jesus seeks to give us something to hold on to, something that fits within our frame of reference, so that we can begin to experience who God is in relationship to us. And so he uses words of intimacy. One such example is what we see here in today's gospel of the Good Shepherd. Now, unfortunately, in the 21st century here in Connecticut, it doesn't relate very well to many of us, right? I can think of only one person in our congregation who even has sheep. But Jesus is using this particular image to help us conceive of God's kindness and goodness and gentleness with and to us. You might know that when I went on sabbatical last year, I was charged with um, identifying ways to experience three areas of focus. The bishops expect anyone going on sabbatical to have a clear plan for doing something personally, spiritually, and academically. And so spiritually, I chose learning to spin wool. Now that might not on its face look like a spiritual activity, but I was pleased when I was introduced to a woman who said she'd teach me um, an introduction made through some people here at St. Stephen's. And so I came to meet Mary, an octogenarian, also a mother of four, to learn how to spin wool. She said to me, even as a Christian woman, she said to me, you know, Gandhi said people should spin at least an hour a day. I thought, what is it about spinning that Gandhi thought was so important that all people should do it? Perhaps it's something that it quiets your mind as your feet and your hands fall into a rhythm. Some silence and space is made for listening. Well, I set out to be a good student of spinning, and Mary began to teach me from the very beginning of how all of this works. And so to begin, she taught me how to card wool. This is something people have been doing for centuries. It's like two squares that have very um, dense metal, comb, metal prongs, like a comb, with um, handles on them. And you put the little um, fluffy you know, cloud of wool in it, and then you pull against one another to get the fibers to go in the same direction, because you need the fibers to go in the same direction in order to spin them into thread or yarn. And so I was getting to work like this, and it's like big Velcro pretty intense Velcro. And I got to a moment where I got them so stuck and I could not pull them apart. And Mary said, Whitney, with sheep, it's always gentle. I said, I have to pray with that. With sheep, it's always gentle. 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 In our gospel lesson today, Jesus uses this illustration of the Good Shepherd to help us conceive of the gentleness of God in relationship with us. Jesus says, my sheep know me because they know my voice. 
They know how to follow me because their ear is tuned to my voice. And so by my voice, I lead them into the green valleys and beside the the streams of living water. So often we are tempted to think of God as one who prods us with a stick or who dangles a carrot out in front of us to get us to move. There's no evidence for that in Scripture. Jesus himself is telling us, I guide them with my voice. I think that's the power of prayer, is to learn how to hear the voice of the living God. And we, we need practice to turn, tune our ears to the voice of our living God. Perhaps that's why St. Augustine said, those who sing pray twice. Because people who sing know how important it is to tune one's ear. All of us can recognize the melody of a song. That's usually what sticks in our heads, and that's how our ear is tuned, is to the melody. But the wonder and the beauty of a song is in all the rest around the melody, that which goes with the melody, the other notes that create harmonies, even the rhythm, even the space and a rest is what makes the song a song. And those in the choir who don't sing the melody know how important it is to tune one's ear, to listen. Prayer invites us to tune our ear. I think that's the biggest piece of prayer, is to learn how to listen for the voice of God. In the cacophony of the world, in the, in the magnitude of our to-do list, in the demands that others have of us, it can be hard to find, hard to hear the voice of God in the midst of it all. And so in prayer, we make time to listen. And part of our prayer is to learn how to hear the voice of God in our lives, inviting us into the fullness of life that God has for us. This image of the Good Shepherd we hear not only in our readings today, but I'm reminded also of Psalm 95. It is um, at the beginning of morning prayer, a portion of it, and so anyone who does morning prayer with any regularity starts to remember these words. And so on page 82 of the Book of Common Prayer, at the end of that portion of 95, we hear these words, we read these words. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. I love how the psalmist mixed them up mixes them up, that we're the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. In that crossover, we start to see the similarities. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Isn't that our prayer? And then there's a prayer that we don't hear very often, and I realize at 8 o'clock we do hear it during the Easter season, but where I'm most familiar with it is a blessing at the end of the committal at the graveside. My book of common prayer here is pockmarked from rainy days like this beside an open grave. And this is the blessing that comes at the conclusion of that committal. The God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. 
Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Did you notice in the book of Revelation when Jesus comes again and he is covered in blood, but it's not other people's, it's his own. The sacrifice that he made for all creation. And as you see in the lesson for today, we see those who have come through the great ordeal and they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. How can you make something white by washing it in the blood? But what we're invited into here is that it is through Jesus that we have the fullness of who we are. The purity that is within becomes magnified and perfected in our efforts. None of us can be perfect, but it's in Christ that what we offer is perfected. And that's what we hear proclaimed here in the book of Revelation as Jesus brings all things into salvation. And so we remember that through that we'll hunger no more for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Jesus is the good shepherd guiding us by his voice. And so we're invited to consider what that means. Every day we might take a moment to let our ear be tuned We don't know what the note is, and so we ask God to help us hear it. And God, in God's generosity and gentleness, shares it with us. And through the day, seeks to guide us by following his voice. For in him, we are led into a whole new creation, where a table is set for us even in the midst of our enemies, and we do not feel the threat of harm. All that we need is provided in the abundance as the grass is out there, all around us even now. And we begin to see what God has in store for us when we simply tune our ear. Amen.